you're listening to the Air Raid Attack Podcast, the one unscripted, unfiltered, 100% authentic podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me tonight is uh, the GOAT of FCF Season 2.0, Mr. Sean C. Thomas of the FCF Zappers, which, by the way, Season 2.0 champions. Mr. Sean C., how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. I'm blessed, truly blessed. Thank you for having me on. How about you? Hey, I'm blessed. You know, uh, I could complain, as my dad would always say, nobody cares and nobody wants to listen to it. So it doesn't get you very far in life. So mm, sir. I grew up a pastor's kid, so we try to, there we go, we try to keep the complaints as limited as possible just because at the end of the day, <clears throat> God's still good and things happen for a reason. So Yes, sir, Absolutely. First things first, Mr. Shunsi, we're going to get down to biz. Kind of, you know, of course, the listeners out there, and, you know, this is – if you're new to the podcast, we've had um, quite a bit of FCF uh, players on, but uh, good, if you're not familiar with it, it's seven-on-seven seven football. Pretty much it's a game version in real life. I call it fantasy football just because the draft is pretty cool. Different players week in and week out. Of course, the fans call the plays. And uh, first things first, tell us about your journey, starting from literally from the beginning and getting up that call to getting your first professional contract uh, signed by the uh, Football League. Okay. Yeah. Um, first, I want to start off. I want to thank God for giving me this opportunity. I'm forever blessed. And I want to give a shout out to both of my daughters at home, Sanaya and Nayeli. Daddy love y'all. But um, just the whole journey. Um, well, let me start off with a little fun fact. Since I was six years, um, six years old, every year I didn't play football up until 2020. That when um, COVID had hit. Yes, sir. So, okay, um, I went to high school at Airline High School, had a good career there. Then I got a um, a full ride to Washita Baptist University that's out there in Arkansas, Arkadelphia. Um, so I had four years there, did good, and then it was like a week before our pro day. They already told us all the scouts that was coming out. I think it was like six scouts. So it was like a week before pro day came, that's when COVID hit and they didn't give us a redo. It was just really like you just on your own. So you, they had to really just go by film. So that whole year I really missed out. And then I really just got down with myself and I actually gave up on playing football. So I would just, just sitting around just working. And then it's like, um, God told me like, you're not done yet. So you need to get back out there. So I started back training and I met my agent, Perry Bowles, shout out to him. So talked to him about it. He um, seen my film. He said he could work with me. And he told me about the FCF have a trial coming um, up and it was in Texas. So I went out there, did a trial, um, probably like two days after the trial. That's when the head coach had called me. He called me. He was on the phone with my agent because they knew each other. And he was just telling me how terrific I did in the um, trial. And he would love to see me go to the FCF. And then the LCF came, um, I think it was like the first game of the season, um, I got hurt and I, I had a partial torn um, NCL in my knee. A lot of people didn't know that. So if um, you notice week two, I didn't play then. Every week after that, I just played through it. You you already know the story. A lot of people know the story. We started off zero and four. Yeah, yeah. People calling us the worst team in the league. We had Taryn Owens. So then um, our quarterback, we, we didn't have a quarterback that whole four games. So we finally made the trade, had to let go T.O. And we just started adding different quarterbacks. And then you could just see every week we started progression, progressing. We just had so many key players and end up going to the championship and winning it all. <clears throat> Yeah, and, you know, it was uh, the championship game, you know, meant uh, a little bit more to me this year, probably, you know, and, and kid you not, and it tells you how life is, is, uh, and you guys, you know, credit to you guys, you guys made my night easier. The reason why, or easy, or I should say at least better, the reason why is because my grandmother 
my dad's mom uh, was on hospice and she passed away literally almost right at kickoff. And so I got the call. I don't think I even watched, I didn't watch any game. I hate saying that, but I didn't, but probably two minutes at very best right before kick or their version of kickoff, uh, the um, rock, paper, scissors, and uh, got the call that she passed away. So, you know, I tweeted out something to that degree, but uh, <clears throat> shout out to you guys for, for making that uh, night. But no, nah, you know, jokes aside, but I mean, not really jokes aside, but back to back to focus on you is, is, you know, I like that there is like, you just can't, you know, kind of walk us through when it comes to going through the hard times and we all have them, you know, not even, not even in sports. It's, it's, in, you know, with regards to playing football, baseball, basketball, but in life itself, we all have our hearts, you know, our hard, uh, our hard times. And, you know, during that hard times, even during that 0 4 stretch, but just in life and stuff, what gets you through these hard times, even as a player and just in your personal life off the field? Yeah. Um, and first, I want to just say I'm truly sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't catch your tweet, but if I did, I really would have um, just sent something back to you real quick because we'd be in the locker room on our phones before the game just getting in our zone. Yeah, you, know, you good, dog. I probably, even if you guys would have tweeted it back, it would have been days after I've been responding. But now nah, you good, man, man. I appreciate yes, it, though. Yes, sir. And I was just always taught that um, – no matter what, God has the final word. So you can go through the worst time in your life and it'll be nothing you can do except for pray and just put your own um, faith in God. So just going through that stretch, I'm just knowing that I got to keep um, God first. I got to just keep working hard every day. And whoever is on our team, because, you know, we did the drafts every week. We just got to always just have faith in each other that if we all go out there and we all just do our part every single play and communicate, it will be no team that can beat us. And when we finally start clicking and really preaching that every time we got in the huddle, you see, we started going on that run. And that's when we went to the championship. What's, what was it like having, you know, T.O. on the team for a while <clears throat> I'm sure, you know, obviously Hall of Fame wide receiver, phenomenal wide receiver, and probably one of the greats to play. Um, but what was it like in the league that a lot of people probably, you know, brush off, uh, that's not real football, so on and so forth. What was it like having T.O. on that on the field with you guys during that time, even without, you know, even when you got, did get traded? What was it like having T.O. on that team? So – I'm a, like, full-out, since I was born, Cowboys fan. Oh, snap. So I never got to, t- never got to see um, T.O. play. Right. But my dad always got to. So I remember I used to just always ask about T.O., like, Pops, was T.O. really like this? Was he really good? And he would just, like, tell me, yeah, you just got to watch his highlights now. <laughs> so actually, for um when he first came, it was just like – like, dang, that's really T.O. right there. We about to really play on the same team. So, you know, you have some celebrities like that that you would just think, oh, they're going to be rude or anything like that. But T.O. actually wasn't. Like, every time, like, say after a play, he would go, like, with, go to every different posi- um, position and say, like, hey, you – just giving out corners because he actually been in the league. He's a Hall of Famer. So he was just very helpful and want to make sure we all just had the best advice. I like that. And I really respect T.O. because, you know, you look at, you know, obviously the men, you know, who are, you know, people could be like, well, he did it for show and this, that, and something else. But I respect that more so because it helps, you know, you guys out, especially yeah. the ones that want to take that next step and and pursue more down the road and in, in, in football. And I respect that. I think it actually, to me, I gained more respect towards him because I was a TO fan, like, but, you know, I wasn't the most hardcore fan of TO, but I was a TO fan. And I'm like, that's that's cool because you know not many people you see come out of retirement and and go to a literally a brand new league and exactly and a league that a lot of people you know they either you love it or you never heard of it type of thing and and then no, I, I respected that and uh 
course, I got to, you know, I got to ask the million dollar question, I guess. Well, somewhat of a million dollar question. But what was it like? I knew from us fans and, and co-owners and stuff like that, you know, calling the plays without a consistent quarterback. And I'm a Broncos fan, so I know all about inconsistency when it comes to quarterback. <laughs> but <laughs> no pun intended to Drew Locke. But uh, but. What was it like? I mean, of course, you know, different players week in and week out because of the draft and so on and so forth. But the inconsistency, how I mean, how did you guys even kind of rally yourself around that? Uh, I'm not going to just lie and say it wasn't hard. Exactly. Like, like it was it was really difficult. It's like because the fans and like the players got to actually be like we got to all be connected to each other. And a lot of people didn't know that that's why we had Discord. That's how the fans could really reach out to us and all that because your fans call maybe just won't all throw in place. But you see in the league this year, even though it's a passing league, the running backs really took off. You got Malcolm Ballard, you got Allen, you got Baker, like – it's like we show people that you still need to run the ball too. So at first, um, the fans then they was really of a throwing team, and I could like, I could understand that we had Johnny Manziel, we had T.O., we had James Harden, we had Terrence Williams. Like, yeah, you would want to throw the ball, but then when they finally see that I could actually run the ball, they was like, okay, we can add the run game in there too. And just like how I've been saying, that's when you started just seeing the progression, seeing the progression. We started running a lot more. We started mixing in, running, throwing, and it was just a deadly offense we had. I liked it. I I really liked the combination that – you know, that we had just because, like you said, you had Terrence and you had T.O. and you had Johnny and and, – the list goes on and you know James Harden and of course you in the backfield I mean it was it was a deadly really good combo and obviously playing you know playing in a league that obviously have coordinators on the sidelines and so on and so forth how did adjust, how did you adjust to it personally when it came to we got the great tempo tempo and now we got to wait roughly 30 seconds to 60 seconds for the fans to vote then they get to the head coach and the head coach to the to the team how kind of personally to you how did that affect you kind of um i want to say it really affect me i actually say it really just helped because like after play it wasn't um just like fast fast all right let's get back to the line we had to wait for the fans to all vote for a certain percent, then it come through. So we kind of got a break in between too. But that's why the coaches were so heavy on us. Like the game is going to go by fast, but it's not going to go by fast like the way we think it is. Like you're going to have to have your conditioning. Uh, we conditioned a lot and all that, like during training camp and all that. But um, like during practice, um, my team, like I told you, we started communicating more. So we started like saying, like, all right, look, we're gonna be having a break whenever the fans um are picking. So we can just go back off, okay, you seen what happened in the last play. We need to start talking. Tell me what you seen and everything like that. So it really just helped us out a lot, actually. I was kind of wondering because, you know, when you have good tempo, of course, when things go south, you you prefer obviously the the longer breaks, but I'm sure. And I was kind of wondering, you know, would that affect, you know, not so much, I guess, in the way of the tempo, but at the same time, like mentality, like, man, let's go, let's go. And then we got to take a break. We got to go. Um, Throughout, of course, you know, we see, we see behind, you know, on the field and of course, the, you know, the challenges on Wednesdays, the draft on Wednesdays, so on and so forth. What was it like, a, kind of like a day in the life of Sean C. Thomas? What what would we see, be, you know, besides what we see on Saturday nights and, of course, on Wednesdays? Um, <laughs> so if we're really not practicing, we're not at weights, I'm going to either – mostly I'm going to be on men. I like that, man. I get into my own, my film book. I got to make sure I get the film in. And rather than that, it'll really just be in relaxing because people don't understand, like, the schedule that we have. 
you gotta make sure you be getting like your wrist in it because we all it's always something they always keep us going so it's like you got to get your wrist so i made sure i was getting my wrist made sure i was getting in the film book and then my little extra time i just get on madden if you don't mind me asking who's your team on madden cowboys uh what do you think about them this year I'm not just about to be one of those people be like, yeah, you know, this yeah. our year yeah, and yeah. like that. Because I feel like we had a perfect team last year. And 100% with you. Look how it came up. So I'm like, I'm just ready for the season to start. I'm, I'm going to have faith that they're going to do good, but I can't tell you for their own, like, playoff Super Bowl, I'm not going to get in it. No, I feel you on that one because I was on a podcast with a two buddy of mine, uh, Herb and Rod, on their podcast, and I want to say it was Herb. What was the expectations of Denver? And pretty much, I was realistic. I just want to make the playoffs first. That was something we haven't done in six, seven years. So, you know, let, let's get there first. And, you know, if we win a Super Bowl, cool. If not, you know, by all means, go for it. But, uh, no, I uh, I like Matt. I don't play much, but uh, I, I like to play at times. I got to get Russ kind of involved. And also thinking of it, and it just, it just kicked in. The Cowboys actually just picked up my friend, Kevontae Turpin. Turpin. And I feel like he really is going to help the Cowboys out this year. Like, with the return game and being in the slot, yeah, I feel like, yeah, we're going to have fun with him. And I'm glad you brought that up because that shows, you know, the FCF, even though it's a mm-hmm. new league, it still shows that these guys got the talent as much as exactly. the next player does on the on the fifty three man roster. That they can, if you know, if they go out there and continue to grind, that hey, you know, anything's possible. And I, I'm glad you brought Turpin back up because, yeah, I did see that, and uh, I think he'll he'll ball out this year in Big D. Yes, there's uh, there's no doubt. Of course, Coach Lyota, uh, what they call the head coach, will be on uh, a week from tomorrow on the show. What's he like behind? Because I can tell, you know, from what I see, this dude's all in. What's he like from behind the, from what we don't see? Man, coach is funny. Coach, <laughs> he's funny as like, man, he's like really one of the players. Like he's so, like he's so active uh, with us. Like whenever we um eating lunch, breakfast, dinner, he's always around. He's always around. He eat with the coaches. He interacting with the players. It's, He's, he's like a brother to us, but, you know, we're going to respect him as a head coach, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be coming on, and I was kind of, you know, I, I like what do you see, of course. Uh, I miss so um, – I can't – see, I'm going blank today. I can't think of the wide receiver that played for the Zappers last, uh, season 1.0. Now I cannot think of the head coach, the original head coach. Um, he dressed really, really nice. Um, you said for the Zappers? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was a uh, head coach? Um, I know this year, um, it was a running back coach, but I don't remember if he was a coach last year. I'll think of it here, but uh, no, I mean, <clears throat> so we're looking at season 2.0 from Sun, <clears throat> excuse me, Sean C's perspective, <laughs> you know, entering it. What was your expectations and what was like your insight? Right before season, and then of course, you know, once you got the the chance to kind of reflect on two point oh, what was your uh, moment, so to speak? Um, so it was like my first coming into camp. You know, you had some people from um season one that came back and they really bought. So it was like, dang, I remember seeing your highlights. So the competition, it was like crazy doing training camp like every position is balling and like I told you like for um the running backs we really was balling in training camp too that's when the fans started seeing us so it was like everybody was talking like okay which running back gonna pick up nobody knew but it was like just getting hectic and then it was like um that was my first year so my first year I wanted to like get comfortable you know I've never been here before I'm still trying to figure things out I'm just not figuring how fast the game can go and then I say probably the middle of the season I finally got comfortable with the playbook because at first we had one playbook then we switched over to a whole nother offense so I'm finally comfortable I'm liking this playbook more 
the team getting a roll in. Now it's like, I think it was when we were zero and four. They said if we lost another game, we was out the playoffs. So it's like, dang, all this going on, and we got to focus. We don't even know if we got that full team yet because we haven't had that um, trade yet. So it's like, dang, okay, now we still got to stay focused. And then we like, but if we win every game, we can still make it to the championship. So we had to um, finally lock down. We finally locked down, started communicating more back on what I was preaching on. And then it's like the championship game got here. And for some reason, it just kicked in. Like, dang, we was all talking about in the locker room. Like, we came from this far, and we just got one more win. Mm -hmm. Like, they said we had the worst defense. They said we had the worst offense. And we're going against the eights. They was the number one offense, the number one defense. So everybody is really just brushing us off um, for the championship game. So it's like – we just telling y'all, everybody, we just got to play great one more game. That's all we got to do, and we win the championship. So, shout out to the defense, shout out to the offense, shout out to the coaching staff. We all were just locked in, and shout out to the fans, too, for calling the great plays out there. Absolutely, and I think, you know, I watch the clips weeks after, but I think, you know, they always say what's a complete game. I would probably say that would be one of them down the stretch at that championship game. You can tell literally coaches, offensive players, defensive players, you guys were flat out locked in like – you know, we don't care what the apes bring. We're gonna, we're gonna take them out, and 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 took care of business. And and honestly, probably, you know, they always had the best team won. Obviously, if you look at the film, the best team definitely won that night. Yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. If you had to make up a dream, not really a dream team, but let's just say FCF had a fantasy draft. And your course, you know, you're like all of us, you know, behind behind our phones. Who would be your starting lineup in your fantasy draft for FCF? Okay, <laughs> starting with the offense. Yeah, let's go offense. Okay, and I don't mean there's no disrespect to any of the players out yeah, there. Exactly. I knew yeah. I'd put him on the spot right here anyway. So, with my quarterback, I gotta go with a. With the escape king, I gotta go with Kelly Bryant. That even ball. Um, rather than myself, I'm not gonna just put myself in it just to give um show respect. Running back, I'll go. I'll go Malcolm Ballard. I, I gotta go with. Hey, I gotta go with Malcolm Ballard. Receivers, I'm going right for Jordis. Mm-hmm. I'm going for AJ, and I'm going with Terrence Williams. The line, I'm going to go with Block Party. Everybody used to doubt Block Party, but, boy, they was put on a show that whole season. Then defense, you got to go with the Zappers Championship defense. You got to. to. You know, I saw the rings that they they looked – you know, and I'm gonna. I I got mine. It's 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 on its way. I think they said next ten or eleven weeks, something like that. No no biggie, no rush. You know, first first FCF ring. How does it feel having the the fact that the FCF rings? You know, they got they got those out, and you're the first one to ever have them. Man, we just gotta gotta thank the coaching. We gotta thank all the sponsors, like. Man, I, I'm I'm so ready for it. Like I'm so ready for that ring to come in because, like you said, it's the first ring, and then already seeing the pictures of the ring. Like, yes. oh my gosh, I'm I'm too ready for it to come in. No, I'm definitely excited. You know, when they got the, I think it was Republic uh, sent it out, or it might have been FCF. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. who it was first, but I'm like, that's pretty. That's pretty slick. When it comes to when it comes to the FCF. Sorry. When it comes to the FCF, um, you know, season 3.0, we're going to see, we're going to see, you know, Lord willing, we're gonna, we're, are we going to see you back in FCF season 3.0? Um, I can't really just speak too much on that right now. Still decision making, um, you know, if any other opportunity um, come up like higher than the FCF as yeah. in. Yeah, NFL, XFL, CFL, the USFL, I'm always, you know, I'm always trying to grow. I want to 
I want to show love to the FCF, but my ultimate goal, I always want to play in the NFL. So any steps that I got to take to get to that point, I'm willing to take. And even if that does mean for me to come back to the FCF just to get more exposure, I'm all down for it. No, I, I like that because, you know, um, you know, like I said, I think I think the FCF has a great product. At the end of the day, like I mentioned earlier, is hey, you guys, you guys got it. Obviously, you know, you're young young cat and obviously you 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 ain't done ball i can i can definitely see that and uh you know you never know the xfl the rock dwayne uh johnson may call you like hey sean see hey come come play some ball at the uh the uh, xfl in next year hey i'm gonna have to take it i'm I'm gonna have to take (laughs) it when it comes you know of course the announcement and I still think fan-controlled sports now at this point is going to be a future of sports. Isn't going to take over the NFL and the NBA and all that? Probably not. But it, it, I like the I like the behind it. Halftime, of course, was the announcement of fan-controlled hoops. I don't know how in the world that's going to work. Well, I'm kind of curious of what they're going to come up with on that one. Yeah. But, uh, What's your thoughts, just really, just in general, on topic of just fan-controlled sports? Obviously, football has been been a success so far, mm-hmm. first two seasons. Hopefully, I'm sure that'll be in season 3.0. But the fact basketball now coming about, of course, I don't have any details on that one. But uh, what's your just thoughts on just fan-controlled sports and just in general? I, I like the concept of it. Like in no other leagues, you're not going to see the fans calling the plays or even drafting to the team. It's just like fantasy football. That's exactly what you is, and you got to play it on your game. But with fan-controlled football like that, you can actually have your own team, and you can draft the players that you want and lead them to a championship. So I just – seeing how they did this with football in just two years, I could just imagine what they can do with basketball or – any other sports they ever think of. I'm curious how this basketball one is going to be. I, I don't know. I got so many options. I'm like, this could get really interesting. But yeah. uh, no, I'm looking forward to, to season 3.0. And, and uh, of course, hey, I'm more important. I'm more excited seeing you in the future playing ball. I know that, uh, you know, you definitely showed, showed out last year and uh, the best is yet to come on your end. Yes, sir. I really appreciate that. Um, I've been working hard all my life, just trying to stay focused, Wayne, on that opportunity to come in. I just know by keeping God first and going out there and actually putting the work in, no matter what opportunity come up, I'm going to take full advantage of it until I make it to my dream of the NFL. Hey, you, you can't go wrong. And, and uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, – you know, as long as you keep focused on God, you know, the best is he's he, he knows what's going ahead of you. We just got to, you know, put your faith and trust in him. And, you know, I know big and <clears throat> excuse me, I know faith for you is a big thing. And and um, and rightfully so. And I think it should be for a lot of us. And when it comes to faith and when it comes to, you know, throughout you know, just growing up and everything. Has there been a specific, a few verses that's kind of, you've been, you know, I always say hang on to, but that kind of sounds really bad, but that you've been really just, this is my mission statement, so to speak. You know, if any few verses out there that's been your mission to, to get where you want to go? Um, I can't just say just a certain one that I can just point out, just know it's just different ones that just stick by. I, I can't just say I just found the actual one that just set in stone for me, like with my whole football journey. Very nice. No, I get that completely. No, and, and I, think I like that answer because a lot of them, including myself, we've been prone to this is our specific verse, but we don't, we that when we go through seasons, there's other verses that's going to come in and affect us one different way or another. And and no, I like that answer. I, I like that. When it comes, you know, of course, throughout your career playing, when you first started up until now, um, who's been your biggest cheerleader or cheerleaders growing up through your uh, so far in your playing career? And just in life in general, not even so much in football. Mm-hmm. I'll just say my, my family in general. Awesome. 
like my mom, my dad, my um grandmothers, my brothers, sisters, the whole family, like they all support me in every way. And even my teammates, like I'm not just gonna I say my family is number one there. They always just been there since day one. But I get love from so many different areas, as in to old teammates, old coaches, actual fans. So I'm just I just appreciate everybody that's been supporting me this whole journey. I like that. And family is a huge part. And um, excuse me, I've known some good friends of mine that unfortunately, um, you know, probably didn't have that. I'm not going to speak too much on his behalf, but probably didn't have that. I think family plays a crucial role more than what we realize, because uh, including me, you know, we get to where we think we're 18 years old and we can we can make it without mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and so on and so forth. But man, trust me, I'm about to be 35 here in a few months. And man, dude, if I get a chance, I will absolutely call my mom or call my dad or whatever the case may be like, Hey pops. Hey, old man. Hey mom. What, what's what, any ideas on what I should do? Cause you know, we, we may, we may know a lot, but no, I think uh, I like, uh, I like, I like your attitude and your focus. And uh, I respect that. You don't see that much. Yes, Humbleness. Thank you. When it comes, and I'm trying to figure out how to word this right, <clears throat> it's not a difficult question. When it comes to, let's say, your favorite, how would I word this? When it comes to, okay, here we go. So, when it comes to, like, say, for example, you get a call from any any NFL team. And it says, hey, I'm so-and-so with so-and-so. For the exception of the Dallas Cowboys, what's – I'm not putting all, no pressure on the other 31 teams. So, by all means, he will accept any call from 32 teams. I don't want to tell him. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to say no, there's no other calls besides that one team. This Disclaimer. If they're – for the exception of Dallas, what would be that one team that you would absolutely say mm. – I say the Seahawks. Ooh. I say the Seahawks. I like it's like their offense is like it's speed. It's speed around. I feel like that's one of my best traits. Like I feel like I'm a home run type of player. I make the home run plays. So I feel like I could really fit in this type of system over there. You bet if I know Dan, the host of Time to BS, he will uh I'm sure once he – if he's not watching, he'll listen, I'm sure, what, later on this week. And you made his day. He's a big Seahawk guy. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, nah, he's a good dude. No, I like Seattle. I really have nothing against Seattle besides Super Bowl – what was that, 48 when we got demolished by, by him. But, no, I, I like Seattle. It's a good pickup. Who would be the one quarterback – and it goes from past to present – that you would be like, man, if I could even if I could just play or could have played with, who's that one quarterback that you would just would been dreamed of playing with? Um I gotta say I gotta say Tony Romo. You know, that's not a bad choice because he's actually was a not a bad quarterback. Man. He was not no bad quarterback. Yeah. Everybody makes it. He made bad decisions, like at the end, probably late picks. But if you look at his highlights, man, Tony Romo was a great quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know some people that's watching that's from Arkansas. Okay. Um, you know, of course, the listeners out there, I've been to Northwest. I've been through Little Rock and mm-hmm. – and some errors besides that. What was some of your fun things, and maybe that might refresh them their memories too. I'm sure. What was the fun? Some of the uh, fun things that you did in Arkansas at your time during uh, your college ball. Um, I went to a Razorback game. Oh yeah, hey, man, I'm talking about just that energy there. Yup. I never been only been once, and it was like crazy. I think me and a few more players went. I say that in Hot Springs when I went to um, Magic Springs at Water Park. Rather than that, I really didn't go to many places, but them the only two times I really just was just traveling while I was down there in Arkansas. Arkansas, I've never been to a Razorback game, 
but excuse me, but the I can just imagine, you know, the atmosphere because oh yeah, we had a family friend. She's been long gone now, uh, passed away, uh, passed away. But man, I'm telling it, those they will call out the pigs. Boy, they passionate about the race. Mm-hmm. They are. They really are. I'm a Sooner fan. I thought, you know, our fan base was passionate. I think we're just a bunch of trolls on social media. I think the Razorback fans, uh, uh, <laughs> they, they got it going. Yeah. Nation, but uh, when it, <laughs> anyway, what's what what's that one of the head coach? We're into a QA session. What's one of the head coaches, past or present, um, that you would love to either play for or play currently for? Uh, I'm the type I love to win. Mm-hmm. So you gotta go. You gotta go to the Patriots. So you gotta go with Bill. Ah, Bill Belichick. Yep. Got to. He just he he'll win a flat out. Looking at his resume, his wins, the stuff him and Tom Brady did. It's like I could just imagine playing for a coach like that. Like I already know. I feel like he'll really be real tough. Like you could just tell like how disciplined his team is. I just love to just be coach around and just experience it. No, and you know, and I'm one of them, but I know we always get sick and tired of seeing, you know, Alabama winning, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. But my thing is this, you got to give them respect. I know, I know they got a lot of hate towards a lot of people, but haters are going to hate winners. Let's put it that way. And but man, what 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 Nick Saban's doing in Alabama is nothing that I would mm-hmm. ever imagine, and I don't know if that will ever happen again once he ever retires. Mm-hmm. And Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, you won't ever see that mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I thought the Niners dynasty, the Cowboys dynasty, I thought that was going to be the cream of the crop. Yeah. But what they did in New England was far, yeah, you would imagine. He just they just kept on winning, no matter who got in front of them, they just kept winning. Speaking of Tom Brady, Mr. Uh, Goat himself, mm-hmm. do you see yourself playing at 45 playing football? I know it's years away and it's a hard question to answer. Uh, if you're healthy enough to, to do it, I'll put it that way. If I'm if I'm healthy enough, because, you know, a lot of running backs don't last that long because, like, knee problems and all that. But if I can, like, I, I love football. It's like football has always just been my number one sport. So if I could play that long and still be able to move, burst, leave people, hey, I'm always down for it. There you go, guys, NFL clubs. He's going to play till he's 45. Yes, sir. You better start calling. <laughs> yes, sir, absolutely. <laughs> um. No, I, I like your humbleness, and you don't see that a lot anymore with athletes. And I like that's one thing I do like about the FCF. Um, James Harden, um, boy, I li- I've had a lot of them come on. Um, you know, James Harden definitely a humble man. Mm-hmm. The self is eye opening, and you know the list just goes on and, and that we've had on the show so far. And you know, the, the key thing I like is all you guys are humble. And I really respect that because you don't see that much. And I think the fan interaction is really awesome. And the fact that you guys are quick, not really quick, quick, you know, like, like a lot of people like, oh, I tweeted them, so they better tweet me back in two seconds. I'm like, people have lives. Come on, guys. Yes, uh, but uh, you guys are pretty pretty um personal but when it comes to twitter and when it comes to discord and when it comes to i'm sure exactly. social media platform that you guys use but no i respect that I think that's why a lot of people do love fcf and and holly i've had her on she's a co-owner of uh-oh the beast and the glacier boys mm-hmm. I think yes, sir. and uh, she said the same thing you know um hey it, they're personable that's why i like it besides it's really fun to watch obviously but I will ask you this, and, and it's been the biggest topic, of course, on Discord and during the the chat during the games. I don't know if you ever seen those chat, the chats during the games um, on Twitch. They can get pretty interesting, yeah. a lot of, you know, especially when it comes to Wendy's. Um, but 
<laughs> which I don't know why. When is when when is it brought up? That chat room goes insane. Mm-hmm. Um, the instant replay has been the biggest question. Uh, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people do like it. I'm still on the fence. I like it, but I don't. <laughs> when it comes, I know fans vote. Isn't it just a given at this point when you guys go to the sideline when they're interviewing or uh, doing an instant replay? that they're going to pretty much overturn or keep the call as is? Because it seems like they just do that. The fans are going to say yes or no just to kind of – because it's more of the hate towards the other team type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not not going to just lie to you. Like, it's the same thing. Like, man, it's just basically when the fans are voting. Like, say if one team – Fumble the ball. Mm-hmm. Say if my team fumbled the ball, our fans are not going to be like, yeah, he really fumbled the ball. No, we're trying to win. So they're going to vote against us. So it's just to get the fans really active. But, you know, the refs, they're going to – the fans do have a um, call in it. But when it's just, like, obvious like that, the refs are going to have the final decision. But it's just to get really the fans active throughout the whole game. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I did not know that. And that mm-hmm. you put that up quite a bit because, you know, I'll vote for let's whatever it was. I think it was an interception that we that the Zappers did that really theoretically. I think they said it should have been overturned. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you brought that up because I was kind of curious because I know a lot of people that was the biggest thing is, well, this is not so much rigged, but it's always it's, if they're just going to go strictly on votes, then mm-hmm. let's just say that I don't like the apes i'm gonna obviously vote well that wasn't a fumble that was a fumble mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be so i'm glad you brought that up that helps clarify quite a bit then yes sir because yeah because like i said like say if we um fumble the ball and we didn't really fumble the other team are gonna say it's a fumble no matter what so yeah we're gonna get the fans really active but that's why we got refs there too they're making their money out there too and every time they don't make the right call they get penalized for that so they just want to have a good grading out too I'm glad you clarified that yes sir so when it comes to the Pullman yards as we wrap up um the Pullman yards I don't want to call it I don't want you want to call it building stadium arena whatever case may be that place on TV looks nice. I can only imagine what it looks like on the inside, physically in Atlanta. That place looks nice, the Pullman Yards. Yeah, I remember when we first got there, and, like, when we was pulling up, like, just seeing the surrounding at first, it wasn't even, like, how it is when you'll see on TV now. So I was like, dang, how is they about to make a whole arena, arena um, stadium out this building? And then when you went in, it's so much bigger than it even looked on TV. So just seeing from how we seen it at first to how they got it now, oh, my God, they did a great job. Obviously, I really haven't seen the outside pictures I can recall. Is there anything on the outside of the building that says FCF, or is it just a building that we just drive by? I'm like, wonder what that building is. Um, they're starting to um hang stuff up like FCF, like some players. Gotcha. Say if you have like a just an outstanding game, they'll make a poster of you and hang it outside the building. Gotcha. And then yeah, so and then I think they have. I'm not sure, but I think it's an FCF flag like on top of the building. I think I seen it. I'm not just really sure, but I just know they're starting to put more signs out there. Very nice. I know I've seen, you know, obviously pictures when you Google it or stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it looks nice. Hopefully this upcoming season I can get a chance to go down there and at least check it out for the weekend. But it looks real nice. And speaking of fans, you know, they're 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 literally on top of you guys. Yes, sir. Um in did you get any hecklers or are the did you get any kind of hecklers or not really during your time uh, this past year? Mm, no, I wouldn't say really. Yeah, thinking about it, no, not really. Nice. I was just kind of. I was. I was hoping not, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that kind of aspect. I'm hopefully not either, because you know, it's just play the game, guys. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Of course, uh, 
you know, as we wrap up Q and a session, random questions presented by storm check. And if you're in the Oklahoma city area, let them know that Mike sends your way. It's spring season as we know it here in the next about six or seven months and make sure that your storm shuttle gets cleaned out. So your family's not getting bombarded by spiders, bugs, snakes, what all that have you. Stormcheck.team. Um, Random question, favorite food and favorite drink? Mm, favorite food, I'm going to go with Rotel. Favorite drink, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... um. What's that um, body armor they made about Kobe? Um, oh. It's called like Mumba Grape, I think. That. Yep. Mumba Grape. Okay, you said food, drink, and what else? Movie. Movie, <laughs> favorite movie, I gotta say, Life. Interesting. It's Life um, by um, the two stars, is Martin Lawrence and um, Eddie Murphy. I'll have to check that one out. I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that one. <laughs> yes, sir. Hmm. I will say, Body Armor. Is gonna catch up to Gatorade and Powerade. Oh, yeah. Their stuff's legit. If nobody's checked them out, I'm, I don't have nothing associated with body armor. But no, their stuff's legit. They're yes, it is. On. If you could play anywhere in the world, I know NFL's going Europe. They're going to Mexico. They're going to I think Germany this year. Obviously, you got Canadian football. But if there's one place, doesn't matter what league or what have you. If you could go anywhere to play football. With this specific league, doesn't matter. Where are you gonna go? Where do you, where would you, where would you like to play? Um. Uh, well, like I've been saying, favorite team Dallas. So I'll just say Dallas. But um, just going outside of that, I I like to play up in Europe. I like to just see how it is over there, just to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there or the the CFL, the CFL too. Just I'll be watching a lot of their highlights. Yeah, I'll be watching a lot of their highlights. So yeah, I like how they be playing. Yeah, I, I watch the time to you the CFL. It's uh, mm-hmm. interesting. Listeners on the here or, or listeners on the pod, or if you're watching on the live stream, Canadian football. I hope you guys can maybe caught on. Um, but. Uh, no, that's some good football. You know, widened field, longer course. Mm-hmm, exactly. Some good players came out of that too and made it to the NFL. And uh, Doug Flutie's being one of them. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've never been to a Dallas game. I've been driven by the AT&T Stadium. Same. But Same. Uh, maybe one day I'll catch myself in there, you know, not, you know, on the opposite side, of course. But uh, yeah. <laughs> No disrespect to the Dallas Cowboys, but yeah, it, it is all good. Right? That's with every team. That's exactly. with every team. Yeah, got, you know, I got people that will say the one thing about Denver. I don't want to go to the stadium, but unless it's on the opposite side, I respect that. That's part of the game. Um, final few questions. You know, during the off season right now, what what's what's Mister Sean C been up to and? Uh, and of course, you know, don't obviously, you know, say too much behind the scenes, but I'm sure, I'm sure from some football talks, been, I'm sure in the mix somewhere. Yes. Um, so really just been training, staying in shape. You never know when that um, call is going to come. Um, now because I'm in the off season, been getting to see my daughters, been spending time with them. I'm actually about to go see them again soon. And um, just spending time with family. Spend time with family and working. Other than that, I'm just relaxing, just just relaxing there on my house, playing Madden. <laughs> hey, I love I love me some Madden. Do you go Xbox Live or what uh, console do you have? I got PS4. Very nice. Yes, sir. Got I gotta go with the PS4. I used to be on the uh, Xbox, but I kind of switched over to the PlayStation. So I'm PlayStation now, guys. Nah, you're good. I think uh, I don't remember when I made the switch to Xbox, but growing up, we were all, you know, well, way back in the day, it was Nintendo. And then, of course, uh, they finally broke out and realized we had Sega Genesis and we had Super Nintendo and then Mm -hmm. PlayStation and the original Xbox came out to play. So 
that kind of shows you where I'm at age wise. But yeah, but I remember, like, I remember duck hunt. You know, you take an orange gun, you act like you're shooting a duck. You know, that's I, I remember that game. I actually remember that game. Yes, yes, I remember that. The kids these days are like, I don't know what that is. They can't trust me. You don't want to know what this is. Yeah, just like some of them that you said, I remember playing like. Yep. I remember Nintendo. I actually had the first Xbox. That's mm-hmm. when I was an Xbox guy. I think the last Xbox I had was the Xbox 360. And then that's when I switched over to the PlayStation 4. Then I was just stuck on PlayStation. <laughs> hey, some days PlayStation's better route to go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to just say I'm going to switch back over, but some of the just graphics I like better on the PlayStation. No, I totally get that. Last one, pretty simple. Where can the listeners and the watchers find you at on social media? Okay, you can find me on Instagram at Sean underscore Thomas Nine. You can find me on Twitter at Sean underscore SLT underscore Thomas. And you can find me on Facebook at Sean Thomas. There you have it, guys. You better follow him on Twitter. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I follow back to all my fans. Even better. I know that some of those people, they take that follow back pretty serious, man. Yeah, they do. I, I, they, I they, they people do. in my life. And I guess I, there's one of them I, I'll say, because he and both, I think it's he and her, both don't follow me back anymore. So it's all good. Literally, it's like a follow train or whatever it was. Well, you know, we all have lives or what have you. And yeah. I've been be busy at work. And it's like, well, you didn't follow me back. So I'm on follow. I'm like, okay, cool. Power to yeah. you. Yeah, I, I try to always look out for that because I know, like you say, some people can get oh, a DM. You're like, dang, you're not going to follow me back. But like, I missed it. Like, But, you know, I'm always down to follow a fan. No, you're good. Well, Mr. Shauncey, I've had an honor uh, talking to you, getting to know you here about your journey. And, uh, you know, you're a humble dude. You're cool in my books. And, uh, hey, and again, congrats on a successful season. Thank you. You know, personally and, of course, overall with the team winning the season 2.0 championship and uh, and the people's championship, I guess we put in layman's terms. So, no, it, it was fun. I enjoyed myself. Yes, sir. I want to thank you for um, having me on here. I had a wonderful time. I want to um, want to give another shout out to my daughters, my family, all the supporters at home, family, friends. Um, I want to thank God again. I, I can't do this without him. No, respect right there. Hashtag girl dad. That's what's up. Yes, sir. Keeping his priorities straight. I respect that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Air Raid Attack podcast. Listen to all major podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Air Raid underscore podcast. And uh, follow me on my personal one if you want to on air with Mike. And we will uh, talk to you then. Pretty much, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it. Mr. Sun C. Thomas, FCF 2.0. Zappers. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care, everyone.